I'll show you this right now. <laughs> this is uh, uh, just a real ale that they sell in the supermarkets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think. Oh my god! You gentlemen need a taste of buckcum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was hearing about these drinking games. I'd nodded off because it's about four in the morning here. So. <laughs> <laughs> a drink, a drink, God, yeah, gotta... Hi, but you hey, guys. Um, booze, oh, solo, dude. solo, late night drinking. I love it. Cheers. To you, to you, and your dapper guest that you have to the right of you. Uh, oh. I, I love that. Now this is uh, this is Mike. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Mike's kind of crochet, but my God, Mike picks up well. <laughs> and, it, and if you press mic star, then you... wow, that is fucking sick! Wow, yeah, that I mean, I say I say that it's basically the spring on the stand, but you know, magic, <laughs> magic. You got me. You absolutely got me. That was great. Yes. Do you want to play cards for money? I do. Good. Yes. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hesitate for a second. I was like, I do. Yes. What do you? How do you do it? Um, <laughs> I'm not. Are you good at pool? No, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm all right. Sometimes the power of luck comes in. There was a, a, a guy at my school who was really good at pool and really loved himself. And the, <laughs> the girls hadn't seen through him yet. And uh, we were obviously because it's it's England in the kind of in the early 90s. We were about 15, 16. We were in okay. the pub. We were drinking. We were playing pool. Um, and I tin-hatted him. I cleared the table before he sunk a ball, and it was all by accident, but he was so, so angry. I mean, <laughs> so, so angry, and just the memory of that is still sweet. That's fantastic. 30 yeah, years I, later. I'm not good at pool either, but I, I do occasionally, and it's always the worst situation because I'll get lucky <laughs> and to, like, break really well, and they're like, oh, yeah, and I'm like... Don't. This is not happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a fluke. <coughs> I apologize. <laughs> Some guy in a bar just going, oh, we're going to get hustled. Someone's going to get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just looking at me with a pencil. And that's what's fucked up, because that first game is always everybody that you're playing against going, oh, this guy's pretending to be bad. And I'm like, I'm genuinely bad. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I'm not hustling you. And they're like, we're playing round two. I'm like, I don't even want a round one. Let's just give up. I don't want to be here. Yeah. My my Learjet broke down at the airstrip, and this is as near as I am to a telephone. <laughs> exactly. I want to go home. You're not leaving. <laughs> oh, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Here in Pantsfield, Iowa. <laughs> I just this game of slap cop. Now I mm. under I was listening backstage, and is that basically where you walk up to someone who's playing aggressive sports and just hit them between the legs to see if they're wearing protection? <laughs> and if they're not, you just and they, oh, oh, and you go ah, slap cop. <laughs> that sounds like a great way to die by suicide. Just go up to a, just a, a sport <laughs> dude and kind of just <clears throat> crack him in the nuts. <laughs> Excuse me, you slap haven't got cop. a neck. 
Ah! Get him right on the cheesy bell whiff. Right. Oh my. What drinking games do you have over there? I feel like you guys are professional drinkers as opposed to, you know, we're very like yeah. sloppy here. I'll show you this. Right, no. <laughs> this is uh, uh, just a real ale that they sell in the supermarkets. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> I think. Oh my God. You gentlemen need a taste of buttcum. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a, maybe a pint of buttcum. Wow, that is beautiful. I we don't need drinking it. games. We just no. we just because we you, do it properly. Yeah, you got buttcum. <laughs> That's great. Who decided? Was that somebody's last name? Like what in the holy? I bet they were like, let's try to make something so good. No, it's it's a village. It's a little village near Bristol that probably gets a lot Ooh. of prank mail. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> from the religious right what is wrong with you people that you you wallow in butt cum it's... <laughs> oh yeah it's not it's not comb it's it's cum oh it's, it's cum uh... i didn't even know oh wow that's even fucking worse that's disgusting mm. Mm. um but i uh i'm glad you like it love it yeah I can don't do you... don't shame Silky that he likes to drink butt cum. No, it's fine. I'm glad. I mean, does. of all the things I'm into, that's probably the least weird. So <laughs> we're very inclusive here. So butt cum is totally fine. Butt cum beer. <laughs> I, I, we should get them as a sponsor. Can we do that? That would be excellent. I'll see if there's a website. Hang on a second. <laughs> well, let's face it. Ryan Reynolds has just bought a football team in North Wales, or is sponsoring a football oh, team right. in North Wales. So yeah, that's absolutely true. Any website? I'm assuming that if you search for, if you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, I'm not. Searching yeah, you're not googling that, are you? No. <laughs> no. Buckham Brewery Limited. Oh, nice. I'd, okay. I'd make sure you go for brewery and limited in there, just in case Google says helpfully. Did you mean farting right. toffee yogurt? <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, Which is their sister flavor, by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. Um. So what's been going on over there? Have you been going out performing and shit? You said you're getting back out. On yeah, the road. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I've got a, a few different strands. I run some clubs. I perform as a comedian. Okay. I teach comedy courses. Uh, I do music music gigs as well. So yeah, they're all coming together quite nicely. Awesome. I say I say quite nicely. I should just say they're all coming together nicely. It's really nice <laughs> to be back out. Um, and I'm getting to be more selective uh, because I spent a long time on the road. I was just averaging driving about twenty thousand miles a year. Um, and wow. It's, wow. it's just dead time, absolutely yeah. dead time. So it's nice to be able to be more selective. Right. So I think within a, an hour's drive of where I live, there's 15 million people. So. Wow. Okay. That's great. That's not bad. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to go too far. So, I mean, I was doing kind of the comedy marathons and, and stuff with you, listening to all the comedians from New Jersey talking about doing road trips to, yeah. you know, continental USA and going. Right. And you probably go to Alaska from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do all this, and I'm thinking, I I did all that, but on the UK scale, which is like right. complaining complaining about having to bend down to tie your laces. And <laughs> when the Americans are going, my shoes are in the volcano. My shoes are, are yeah. Right. What was the farthest you travel for a gig? Oh, I've been to China. I've been to I've been to the States. I've been to the nice. Falkland Islands. I've been uh, Australia to the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I've been. I heard the Australian audiences like love comedy. Like they're big. Oh fans yeah, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. There's, I've never I've, been. I've only I only kind of basically went to Melbourne for a month and gigged in the in the CBD in the kind of in the city centre, yeah. and didn't really go. <laughs> You've got a continent 
and I just kind of stayed within walking distance. Wow. So I believe there's a, there's <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot that's not around the outside of Australia. The stuff that's in the middle, it's probably less nuanced in its uh, attitude to comedy. Oh wow! Okay. I mean, I, I can't speak too generally. Right. But I've got friends who play like opal mining camps, and they're like, "Yeah, you don't want to be bringing your whimsy or your satire around here." <laughs> they they want to joke about a guy who doesn't notice a bollard and gets a right. Yeah, just yeah. Sit, I never sit, about sits that. down awkwardly on a traffic cone. Yeah, they only show you. I mean, this what's <laughs> weird about Australia is they only show you obviously, like the cool parts. But even the cool parts have some of the scariest fucking animals that I never. <laughs> Like, like even the nice parts, you know what I mean? Where they're like, yeah, we've got lovely architecture and beaches and also <laughs> giant fucking bats that could pick up children. And you're they, like, yeah, oh. if, the if, you, if you dress your children as fruit, yeah, they could be, <laughs> they could be a, a mild peril. Uh, I mean, I, that's I, why we had kids. You don't I understand. Kids. I understand. Australia used to be a crown protector. I'm not saying that I could be the next James Bond. I definitely couldn't. I'm 46. <laughs> I, I fought without noticing. But I'm going to defend Australia here. <laughs> to to an American interviewer saying Australia's got some really dangerous animals. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Have you have you seen your firearm death statistics recently? I <laughs> yeah, Oh Jesus! Yeah, Keith lost a leg, and someone got bit on the eye, a fucking stink hole by a nasty spider. Uh, but in Aus in Australia, we just got some uh, insects that you can go fuck off out my toilet. Go on, yeah. get out. That is in, a good yeah. point. You got they have they have the animals, and we have cops. So I you, you we win. Hey hey, now let's be honest. It's it's not just cops. It's the civilians with guns as yeah, well. That's true. People with a grudge. Yep yep, you're right. <laughs> and when we've got Brexit, we're doing that to ourselves with you know austerity, but. Oh yeah, you guys yeah. got fucked. Yeah. Even before COVID, and now you guys are pretending that basically, well, is it is the is you know the guy in charge still pretending that it doesn't exist anymore at all, or what? Um, the, when you say the guy in charge, you mean the one who looks like a sunburnt pork dugong peeking through a cloud? That guy, um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he's in charge. I just think he's at the front. <laughs> he's at the front of the line, and everyone's like, he must know. He probably he probably fucked his way there because um, his the Wikipedia page about how many children he has is hilarious because he's never given uh, he's never given an integer he's never given an actual number of how many kids he has. Oh my god, I've never seen that. I've never known. I, I've never been to his Wikipedia page before. But for some reason, women oh, seem to find him appealing. Can you imagine a wardrobe falling on you with a key sticking out the door? Oh, <laughs> that's that's what it's been described as. Like, oh my god that's i mean I, I know it's i know it's kind of half six seven o'clock in the evening over there but it's late here so i'm just gonna yeah no let it go let it fly absolutely it's dystopia yes cheers, cheers. child having a soda i'm like oh guys you got alcohol um, in a second i'm just gonna pour myself some sweet sweet booze this is <laughs> this one's timothy taylor's landlord because Ooh. let's face it if you're going to be oppressed you might as well have a landlord <laughs> <laughs> so what um, I don't really know. We talked about we met on the charity podcast that we did, which was a blast. And yeah, we've met a few times on those. On. Yeah, I mean, neither of us are charitable people, but Tom seems to get us together and saying, "Come on, <laughs> one of you, it's it's dawn, and the other one's dusk. Come on, let's, so let's get you together to raise money for yeah. someone who did too much coke, and they're all I falling apart." Didn't recognize you outside of your robe, so. <laughs> Well, if you want, I mean, what's your budget? 
Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't actually know your beginnings, man. Like, how? what was your, like, were you always interested in comedy, music? Was that your thing? What came first, the music or the comedy? Um, I've always liked making people laugh, and I've always been musical, but um, it was... At university, I was blackmailed into entering a competition. The BBC were running the new comedy Hold award. On. We got to find. I, I got to know what the blackmail was. Oh, uh, it was a friend of mine, and she said, "If you don't enter this comedy competition, um, I will have T-shirts and mugs made of that photo." And I went, <laughs> "Oh, that photo!" And she went, "Yes, <laughs> that photo." And I went, "Looks like I'm uh, entering a comedy competition." Wow, good for her. Yes. Yes, I haven't. I haven't found her to thank her. <laughs> yes, but yeah, it's, I've found nothing more fun since. It's interesting. It's a challenge. It's taken me all over the world, nice. and I, I get to speak my mind. Yeah, I get to be honest because if you tell the truth, you never have to remember anything ever again, and that Absolutely. really helps. Yeah, I met some Did fascinating people, and I, I mean, I know you guys through. Yeah. Word of mouth being <laughs> being a clown available at short notice in the early hours of the morning, U.S. time. <laughs> when you when you started, was it more straight stand up, and then incorporating music as you went along, or were you already no no? To do I that? was I was doing I was doing music with it as well. I was doing nice. yeah, just basically whatever it took because I didn't. I, I was never really a big comedy fan as a child. Sorry, that was my chair oh, speaking. Wow. I'll show you the chair. That's, oh yeah, please. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Wow, what a chair. It's an Aircore classic, but it's got little socks on. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you know, uh, do you know Jeremy Clyde? From uh, Chad I know Jeremy? The, I, I know the name, but... Uh, okay. No, if, if, it's a, if it's a comedy question, I tend not to watch... A lot. I don't have a TV. Oh. So I don't, I don't seek stuff out. I'm not a kind of big archivist. Right. I've not seen everything and read everything and... Done yeah. everything. Tell they me about the, they were part of the British invasion, like music that came over, or whatever. So they were a musical group, Chad and Jeremy, and um, okay. But we had had him on oh. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, he was with um, Peter Asher. Yes, Peter Asher. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So, from Peter Paul and Mary. Yeah, no, from Peter and Gordon. Peter and Gordon. You see all these first names: Peter Paul and Bjorn, <laughs> who were decades later. Uh, the Peter Principle, Peter out. <laughs> Don't touch my Peter, that's private to me. Yeah, yeah. Peter Piper's Pizza um, and uh, Pete's Dragon. There we go. Yes. Oh, Pete's Dragon. Beautiful, mm. right? That's a childhood <laughs> classic. It is. It's basically like never ending story, but without the harrowing bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. When that fucking horse dies, that's the word. Not spoiler alert, by the way, for anybody watching. Um, yeah. But the horse dies. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you, when you pulled your chair up, I just this is one joke that he did on the Dick Van Dyke show, and he's like, "Do you know what we call that in England? A chair." And it was just kind of fun, just reminded me of it as you pulled it up. <laughs> I love I love a daft joke like that. I wrote one, and it's one of the simplest jokes I think I'll ever write, and I, it really pleased me. And I tell audiences, and there's always a couple of people kill themselves, and the rest of them just go, "What? What the fuck was that?" Is it, <laughs> Do you know what do you do you know what the name Adolf means? What? One Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be really deadpan with it. But <laughs> That's great. That's thank you, great. Ken. Do you remember the first joke you ever wrote? Oh God. I've bear with me. Oh sure. Oh I love I mean it. this is gonna make great Well, we've got Mike here. 
Yeah, you're okay. Mike. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just, talk uh, to him. There we go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Mike. Prick. <laughs> Crocheted ballend. I've got a shelf of books, and these, these are held together with gaffer tape, so they're all stuck oh together. God. And these are from when I was at university, and a friend of mine, Al, and I. Look at this. This is kind of electrical tape that's just. Wow. Wow. So these haven't been opened in years. That's incredible. I love that you have an archive of your of your like I like most people are like nope next question and you're like hang on a second <laughs> yeah so there you go the first thing written in here is uh, Vorsprung Dolph Lundgren <laughs> so this is uh, I, my girlfriend in second year at university bought me this notebook wow. uh, and I was writing in it and then I've got uh, set written it and then some of her doodles. Perfect. Oh, all flowers. Oh, the same mm. one that Mike's wearing. Yay. Skills. <laughs> and then I've got set lists. I think Mike stole your girlfriend. This is, <laughs> this is really weird. Yeah, so basically it's kind of a set list from 1993, 1994. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just got a note saying, kill the child, but raise the afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> what if we do what if we like unlock some kind of kind of like hidden memory that you didn't know you oh, had as awful. you're reading through them you're like oh my god <laughs> then i've got just because this is patently i've got no idea how to structure a set i'm just writing a list of things just <laughs> the guy from oasis is trying so hard to be john lennon because he fancies yoko ono <laughs> 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 Oh, sexy underwear. I'd like to talk about a topic close to me. Rubber undies. A cross, <laughs> a cross between a bra and bungee jumping. <laughs> I mean, there's a, it's not bad considering it's kind of you gotta years and years old. Back into the act. Oh, I've just remembered this thing here, badly thought out charity events. Oh. And I remember, I remember what that joke was. It, so that was kind of like a little aid memoir for a set, but it was, yeah. Uh, it was my job when I was working at a charity to organise the fundraisers. Uh, so we had, uh, how many people can you fit in a phone box for the amputee ward at Dundee Royal Infirmary? <laughs> uh, we had a barbecue for the Burns unit, which was... Uh, it, 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 we'll term it a partial success. Um, and then we had a trees and wine evening. Trees, trees and wine evening for recovering vegan alcoholics. <laughs> which, um, which got very much out of hand. So yeah, these are kind of this is That's the, brilliant. The the kind of shit. So what, you you were in, uh, you were in like a comedy fan when you were younger. What exactly made you? Do you think made you funny? Um, you or what can... shaped your sense of humor? You know. Oh, it was probably the family dinner table because. Oh, nice. It's those times when you're not supposed to laugh. Mm -hmm. And the laughter is all the sweeter for the fact that. If you know, you're not supposed to laugh. Like, kind of, yeah. right? Have you ever I laughed at? Have you ever laughed oh, at yeah. a funeral? Oh God, all, all the, time. the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom and I are sadists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like not even people we know. We just go to funerals to laugh. Yeah, to gloat and to point and to ha ha ha. Well, Beat you. Look who oh, didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> dum dum dum. Another one bites the. Is there a buffet? <laughs> Oh man! I met a, a mate of mine that was talking to. He was 
<laughs> he was at a funeral and it was a kind of full-on kind of Irish Catholic funeral and mm -hmm. um, his um, his father-in-law had died um, and it was over in rural Ireland and he took his son he was quite young probably too young to be at a funeral by the way I'd just like to state for the record at my funeral I want everyone under the age of seven to be given a vuvuzela just like a <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it gets too dry and dusty just just have a have a go on that Harp on that, <laughs> but he was he was at the funeral and his son was doing really well, just kind of behaving himself and paying attention in this church crammed with damp tweed wearing Irish mourners. Oh wow! Until his son just kind of looked around and he's kind of standing on the pew to get a better view, and he's like, "You got to get down." So he's sitting down this and just went, "Where's Grandad?" No. <laughs> Uh, and he went, oh, this is this is Grandad's funeral, Grandad's died. Oh. And already there's a few people going, hmm, 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 Grandad's died. And he went, oh, okay, okay. And just sat there a bit longer. <laughs> and then asked a bit later, but where's Grandad? And he said, oh, Grandad, this is Grandad's funeral. Grandad, Grandad's died and Grandad's... Grandad's body is in that box. That box is called a coffin, and Grandad's Grandad's died. And I went, Grandad's not alive anymore. <laughs> I went, no. And the church was silent as this little lad went, "Who killed Grandad?" <laughs> 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 and yeah, it's just, yeah, they had to, they had to stop things. <laughs> yeah. Kids at a funeral is like the weirdest. One, a great name for a band, but also, uh, kids. yes. Um, <laughs> we were my great grandfather passed away, and uh, you know, I hope so. We buried him, but we were at the front of the. Uh, otherwise, fingers Surprise. crossed. Yeah. I mean that that soil means you can't either. <laughs> right. Yeah. For um, fuck's sake, John. <laughs> I was napping. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we were, I was we were taking almost... a shower, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. Oh god. We were we were like in the front, you know, where the family sits or whatever, and then uh but my little cousin was three at the time and we had left her out of that room and somehow she had gotten in and she was just playing and running around the room and she ran by and saw my great grandfather sleeping in the open cast and they went, Hiya pops. And, <laughs> and we all just started laughing hysterical. <coughs> I guess she's gonna be fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. The the open casket things. It's really not a UK thing. It's definitely it's definitely a US thing. Yeah, it is. It's oh, wow. more, it's it's so fucking weird that we do that shit because the only thing anybody does with an open casket is go. It doesn't even look like them. Then why are we staring at it? Like, can we just move yeah, yeah, the yeah. shell to another room or maybe burn it so it doesn't wake up later? Oh, yeah, yeah. All? Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. They Stones used to do the... it in the living room, in, like, people's houses. They used to oh, yeah, yeah. them in the house. Embalm yeah. them? No embalming. They used to just lay them out. And... <laughs> just leave oh. them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow. Yeah. You gotta, is you gotta, well, yeah, isn't there... Wait with the body, make sure that the soul doesn't come back. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I can't I'll be needing that! <laughs> 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 oh my god i was i have a great uh another bizarre kid story thing i was in a diner i know this is terrible it, it just popped into my head because it's like a kids say the darndest thing episode so but, but with whatever um but with less jail time uh for the host um but uh 
<laughs> See, I don't get TV. Get it. Well, oh, Cosby, Cosby. He's a Cosby ah. reference. Yeah. Hey, I've got a song there. Do you want a song? I would love a song. Okay, here we go. It's, it's this one. It goes like this. Oh, God, no. You're trending on Twitter. There's only one of two ways that can go. You've been in my life, you've been a part of everything since I was a child and now, oh no, you're trending on Twitter, which way will it go? Dead or a nonce, dead or a nonce, <laughs> have you played your final song or did you pork a child once? Dead or a nonce? Dead or a no? Oh, Charlie Watts. Shit, 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 shit. Dead. Yes. <laughs> that is phenomenal. That was fucking great. Uh, totally, totally Trump the kid story. But I'll tell you <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. That was great. That was phenomenal. So I'm in this diner or whatever. I'm sitting there, you know, road gig, coming back, eating by myself. And I'm at the counter. And next to me is a father and son at the counter. And uh, one of the waitresses walks by, and she's giving them their bill. And uh, the kid didn't finish whatever he was eating. And she's like, oh, well, I'm not taking that plate until you finish those vegetables. And she goes, eh, I bet you thought you left your mom at home, huh? And then he's eating, and he goes, actually, she left us. And I fucking, I mean, wow. like, project. I was like, literally, literal spit take. I fucking laughed so hard. <laughs> and the dad was even like, don't fucking say that. Like, like, actually, she left us. And I was like, oh, that was fucking hilarious. Oh, that's I really hope good. he remembers that for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember we were in that diner in the middle of nowhere? Not <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. but metaphorically as well. Just driving <laughs> round and round and round. And that Italian guy just... Sent soup all down the window. It looked like something from the Fisher King. <laughs> Just the window went red. Great reference. Thank you, That's a great, yeah, great fucking movie <laughs> and book. Well, there um, you go. It's, it's what I got instead of looks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, now back to you. So do you have any siblings? Yes, I've got a brother um, who is... He, my brother's taught at Princeton. Uh, oh, wow. He is a scholar... Uh, he modern languages, uh, French, German, Arabic, and now he teaches in Glasgow, the university oh, nice. there. Older uh, or younger than you? Uh, two years younger, and my sister okay. is six years younger, and she is uh, a vet. So basically, I swear it's strangers travel the world going, <laughs> please love me. <laughs> and um, yeah, they're, they're proper grown ups. That's insane Actual to me, though, proper grown -ups. because you're literally described, you're a comedian, and you. You're not the youngest child. You didn't grow up watching comedy, and you're—that's—that's that's crazy. You're doing it all wrong, but right. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, random white guy on the internet, telling me how I'm doing it wrong. Now I know how all women feel, aside from you know. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, that's like I love it. It's not the usual story. So, were you, were you guys the cut-ups at dinner around the family table, like misbehaving kind of shit, or were you like kind of just wise asses all together? There's a, that, that blowout when you kind of do the spit take, when the food yeah. comes out, that to me, if you can do it with, if you can do it with a drink, 
and you can do it with food. That was kind of there was a point system, and you get fifty right. points for a blowout. Because my mum could be quite serious. Mum was okay. a teacher, and uh, she was sick of kids by the time she came home to another three of us. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> just yeah, it was that kind of just eat your food and right. just let's. So it was trying to make my brother and sister laugh and my dad laugh, and then if you could make mum laugh, that was the... But my brother, uh, he won't thank me for sharing this on the internet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he would drink gravy from a plate. He still does. If he's eating cereal, he drinks the milk from the bowl. He would drink the gravy <laughs> from the plate. Oh, my God. Yeah, but I, I made him laugh when the plate was kind of at that angle. So there's this <laughs> noise and a line just... All around the room, this brown line, that and it was beautiful. astonishing. Um, in in the um, the kind of Harry Potter canon, uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, mm. Rowling wrote um, in a cafe in Edinburgh called the Ed Elephant House, and I was in there with my sister and brother-in-law and my brother, um, and my brother Ben and I made my sister laugh so hard that. What she was drinking came out of her nose, but the thing is, she'd made the cardinal error of taking a big gulp of the drink, which was a hot chocolate that was far oh. too hot for her to actually drink. So as we made her laugh, hot chocolate with whipped cream and marshmallows came out of her nose and tear ducts, and it was at scalding <laughs> heat. So I still don't think she's forgiven us fully for that. <laughs> Well, wow. obviously, the sight of her just doing kind of like some sort of foam explosion out of the orifices in that. <laughs> it's me, oh melting. That's yeah. so great. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. And obviously, hot milk, if you get that in the sinuses, there's no way you can, you can't sluice that. That's going to... Is that a... That's, I feel like that's an English thing, isn't it? Because I've never had the, the warm milk thing. No, but with the hot chocolate, you make oh, it hot, hot chocolate. Milk. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, thought yeah. you just—I thought you went from hot chocolate to and also warm milk. No, because if it's made with the hot chocolate's made with milk as well, so that's yes, kind that's of true. rinsing that around sense. the cavities inside the head. Right. Mmm. Num num num. <laughs> Making my own cheese. That's... My in my eyes, in my tear. Oh What's my that God. you say, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Amazes me again. Like, I found I found this while I was looking. I have. Oh, that's, that's amazing! That is a I great found pick. a silky plectrum. So I was going to say I don't know if you run competitions, but there's a competition that you can run for <laughs> a vanishingly rare silky plectrum. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> that's love fantastic. It. Mark says hi too. I saw angry shit to check in. Mark Rickadana. Hey, oh, Mark Rickadana. I owe that man an email. I feel very guilty. At least uh, it's just an email. I owe... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you owe a kidney and you a sister's honour. <laughs> you know what these Italians are like over the honour of their sisters. <laughs> so what... Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep going with the comedy thing because i got to know what sparked you into then into, into comedy. So you're in, you're in university... A girl dared you to do it, and then you decided, I'm really good at this. I'm going to keep going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, that, that no. Well, well, my fourth gig was the final of the uh, the BBC New Comedy Awards. Right. So basically, I did my first gig, which was The Heat. Right. And the second gig was, uh, yeah, a qualifier. The third gig was the semi-final, and my fourth gig was the final, which was 
at the Pleasance in Edinburgh with kind of the BBC were filming it and there were kind of four or five hundred people in the room and I went, oh, I quite like this. <laughs> I think I'll do this forever. I, d I don't think I thought I think I'll do this forever, but it was certainly more fun than I was. Uh, it was more fun than my degree. It was more fun than right. lots of other things. And I thought, why not? Why not yeah. explore this? Because I've always had that give it a go attitude. Mentality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, my mum was, uh, she was an English teacher and she was a big fan of Alan Rickman. And Alan wow. Rickman was in Liverpool playing Hamlet at St. George's Hall. Mm. And I said, Well, why don't you go down and see Hamlet? And she went, It's sold out. And I said, Well, why don't you go to the stage door? He's got to leave at some point. <laughs> and she went, What? And it just, the idea that it hadn't occurred to her that she could do that. So basically, Alan Rickman's coming out of the stage door at St. George's Hall and said, I'm sorry to bother you. My mum's an English teacher and we're both big fans. Not in a creepy way, but can I right. introduce my mum to you? And she was like, that, Just, I've got a photo of my mum looking absolutely astonished and the back of Alan Rickman. And then a photo <laughs> of my mum and Alan Rickman. It's just. And the thing is, you can do that. It's just, if it yeah. doesn't occur to you to do, if it's so outside of your experience to do that. And uh, years years later, I was doing a charity benefit down in London at the Royal Court Theatre, uh, and I was sharing a dressing room with Ian McKellen. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And my mum, my mum and her friend Fran had come to the gig, because, not because I'm on, they're not going to travel down to <laughs> London to see me, but because some of the other acts on the bill, like Ian McKellen's one of them, um, Miranda Hart was another one from oh, wow. Spot, yeah. Um, and during this dressing room, my mum and her friend Fran, mm. I'd call at the stage door, I'd get brought up to my dressing room, I was like, oh yeah, this is my dressing room, and she was like, this is very nice. And Fran's like, oh, this is very nice. Yeah, and they kind of sat there on the sofas and kind of looked around the stuff, and there's some sandwiches there, and they say, do you mind if we uh, help yourself? So my mum and Fran are sat there with the sandwiches, and fucking Gandalf walks in. <laughs> and he's huge. I mean, I'm I'm quite a tall guy, but he is physically very imposing. Even wow. for his age, he's, yeah, he's he's well over six foot, and he's kind of... Oh, I didn't know that. You wouldn't like, you wouldn't like a slap off him. What? <laughs> if, yeah, if you're playing slap cup with a cast of... <laughs> Any of the Lord of the Rings films, you're looking more to your kind of, your, your eenie weenie ones. I mean, even The <laughs> Hobbit, some of them, Sean Astin's a hefty unit. But, right. So basically, my mum and Fran are sat there with the sandwiches in their face as Ian McKellen walks in. And they're like, they're like, you could tell from the face of the like, naughty schoolgirls, oh my God, are we eating Sir Ian McKellen's sandwiches? <laughs> and as they're going, oh, no, no, it's like, oh. And he's like, don't, don't get up. <laughs> so he kind of sits down and said, I'm, I'm Silky, I'm one of the other performers this evening, I'm a stand-up comedian. And he went, very pleased to meet you, Silky. And said, and, and this is my mum. And he went, hello, Silky's mum, and shook her hand. <laughs> and I said, oh, and this is my mum's friend, Fran. And there's just this moment where he went, hello, Silky's mum's friend, Fran. <laughs> just, I dined out on that story for years and years. And he was absolutely charming, he was properly lovely. So uh, if if I'd finished if I'd finished my degree with flying colours rather than getting a third, and gone into a job I didn't really fancy just because it was a job, then I wouldn't have done stuff like that. So yeah, I'm all yeah. about that. I'm all about the experiences in life. I feel like that's the more important thing. Right? Yeah. When did you let go of the safety net though and say, okay, let's do this? Did you leave like a paying job or or a, or a work? No, I was I was temping in a call centre. 
Um, oh. So I went full time in 1997, and it's wow. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. Four years. So you started '93 and then went full time in '97. Well, my first gig was uh, a music and comedy gig in '93. Basically, I was doing I was doing music and I was funny in between the songs and funny, just basically right. t- titting around. So my first comedy gig was in October of 1994, and oh, okay. Ju- Julian Barrett from the Mighty Boosh was on oh, the bill no as well. Way. Bill Bailey was headlining. Wow, holy shit, that's crazy. What club was it? It wasn't a club, it was a students' union bar in oh, Scotland. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, there was the, the National Comedy Network was run by, um, sponsored by Newcastle Brown Ale, and it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of, maybe kind of 40, 50 university gigs. So these acts would be on the circuit just because it was kind of a well-paid university circuit. Wow. Um, okay. And it was, it was good fun to do my first gig there. Nice. And then did bits and bobs else. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I ever thought I'm going to go for this. I'm going to fucking go for this. Mm. It's just it was kind of it was more fun than the alternatives. Yeah. And it offered more opportunity to fuck around and not waste away. Right. Yeah. I it's it's I feel like uh, I don't know if this the you know, feeling over there is different than it is over here because um, I feel like I don't even know if it's right to say your con- the confidence level of somebody going into a career like a musician or a comedian. Like we were, we had Gary Newman on, and oh, he yeah. basically just said that uh, he was in like a school seminar where they were doing like a you know uh, basically career day. Yeah, and he wanted to be a pilot. And the guy, one of the guys told him the odds of becoming a pilot. And he was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just do music. I'll be, I'll be a rock star. And he was like, and that was it. <laughs> Whereas I feel like in America, over here, we're just like, oh, my God, I can't. I got to go to college. I got to want to disappoint my parents. I don't want to do it. And yeah, like, oh I yeah. just feel like it's different over there. You guys are like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. No, well, the thing is, I, I, went, I pretty much went to university because I didn't know what else to do. I, right. got a, I got a place. It was a good uni. Um, and, yeah, I... Didn't what want were you studying? To, I went to do chemistry and I found wow. it incredibly tedious. Oh, okay. It was just really I we were sold on kind of kind of whizzes and bangs and explosions and brightly coloured mm. smoke and people going, It lives <laughs> uh, and you got there and it was just add a quarter of a drop of the titration mixer. Oh, oh, no. So I, <laughs> um, so I jumped ship and I'd never done biology at school. Uh, I didn't do any exams, I didn't do like, a GCSE or an A level. Yeah. No, no high school biology and then there was a lecturer who was just a really eloquent kind of natural historian so it was i thought i like i like the way he sees the world around him i want to see the world that way nice and because we had the choice it's like you kind of you've got to do two subjects for your degree and then the third one you get to choose something random and you could you could do anything it was the first year they brought in this kind of modular course mm. and I, I went to this um lecturer uh, jim cobb his name was cell biology and genetics and it was just fascinating and it blew chemistry out of the water so at the end of that i went i went and spoke to this lecturer jim cobb and said um is there any way i could do more of that stuff unless of the chemistry and he went well you're not thick i think you can probably catch up fast wow um so uh, yeah i loved it i wasn't ever brilliant at it but i 
I've got this here. Um, this is a two-pound coin. Okay. Okay. And they they brought these out to celebrate the in 2003 they brought these out to celebrate the 50th anniversary of Watson and Crick. And oh wow! Nicking Rosamund Franklin's um, X-ray crystallography work to that's, find out the structure awesome. of DNA. And wow. I carry that with me all the time to remind me that if I get tired of making people uh, feel better, mm. uh, sometimes for my having left the room, then I can always <laughs> go back, go back and be shit at something I'm not that fussed on. But yeah, it's a... that's beautiful. I didn't even know that. I, I, I like it. you're like I could just go save the world by doing chemistry stuff, or <laughs> no, you don't get to go and save the world by doing chemistry. You get to go and smell smells and go. God, I wish I didn't have to smell these smells every day. <laughs> I remember my chemistry professor lit the desk on fire once, and we were in awe. And then the rest of the year was shit. <laughs> he was like, "Watch!" And then it's like with the magic of chemistry, and like the whole desk was on fire, and then out in an instant. And then we were like, "This is gonna be awesome!" Nothing no. happened again. Yeah, that's that was <laughs> that was the high point of his year. Every year, once a year. Yeah. Knowing at some point in his teaching career that's going to go wrong, and there's going to be just some kind of disaffected lab technician yes. who smells strongly of weed, going, "Lo, oh, the magic of chemistry with a fire, <laughs> fire extinguisher." <laughs> It, it was that, and one of the kids finally got to use that eye washing thing because he got something in his eye. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Stick. <laughs> Will he be able to see? Melt. Yes. No, you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So 90, 94, you went fucking full time, and then uh, ninety-seven, I went full time. Ninety-seven. Sorry, ninety-seven, yeah. you went full time. Yeah, I graduated um, uh, with not a very good degree, and I've been doing. I've been playing in bands. I've been in stand up. I'd started running some comedy gigs because if you're living in a little town on the Scottish coast, mm. then not a lot of comedy comes to you. So you have to say to comedy, come here, we'll pay you some pounds. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been been running gigs since. And I think that's been a blessing and a curse. I sometimes wonder where I'd be if I'd never run a gig. Um, but I would be a worse comedian. I'd be a worse person because you've got to have a lot of compassion to run gigs. Because I'm yeah. not doing it for the dollar. I'm doing it to make a room where people will go again and again. And have a good time, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you're running a gig to run just a one-off, then it's not going to work. Whereas if you're running a gig, I'd, I'd say when I'm dealing with kind of new venues or new co-promoters, I say there's no point in doing this once. Mm. We do this to build something that's here after we're gone. What's yeah. the scene like over there? Is it supportive? Like when you started and stuff, um, do you have like a crew that you hung out with? Yeah, yes and no, because you're traveling around, so mm. there's kind of you going in with other people's crews, and when you I, there wasn't really much of a scene um, in St Andrews. There were a couple of other folks doing stand up comedy, and I'm it's weird, I'm still kind of occasionally in touch with them, kind of nice. more, fa more Facebook than anything else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, are but they still doing it? Uh, no, 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 no. Do you guys? In, in fact, there's a, there's a, a woman on the circuit, and she's doing really well at the moment. She's kind of having a bit of a breakthrough. Her name's Ria Lena, and she had she did the same degree as me at the same university. Mm. I think she was in the same hall of residence, but two years after me or three years after me. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure if it was just that course. Wow. But yeah, she Ria, Ria Lena R I A L I N A. What? She's 
and she she's got a PhD in virology, so she kind of went further down the science route. Oh shit! Before, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Were there bigger comics then that you guys, you and your friends, were kind of chasing? Because in my and and you know, for us over here, it's like Eddie Izzard was the first like really British comic that I like kind of like leaned towards. Like I looked that I knew. Um, I mean, you know, don't don't tell John Cleese that when he's on. Well, I, I know, I know. I mean, no, no, no. I'm talking. Who the about hell are you? <laughs> as far as pure stand-up goes, because John Cleese yeah, never yeah, did yeah. stand-up. No, true so, that. Eddie Izzard did, you know, the stand-up and stuff, and then, um, I mean, you know, uh, Ricky Gervais did it, dabbled in it after his series was successful, but yeah. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of this other guy who's a brilliant uh, stand-up when I was younger that I that I'd seen do stuff but he was very like you know do you know andy kindler yeah yeah okay he was he's like the andy kindler of britain he kind of like shits on other comedians like it's like his thing i can't right okay i can't i can't think of his name i wasn't a huge fan because i don't normally enjoy that kind of you know what i mean like it, it seemed bitter more bitter than fun yeah um but uh but yeah those are the only things were there guys that you were like chasing like that's the career i want or it's not that no, <laughs> really not. <laughs> That's if you, great. If you if you look at a map of Scotland, then you've mm. got the here. I'll draw you a quick map of Scotland, <laughs> showing off his cartography skills for us. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I was just realised I was about to draw on the back of that salad fingers thing I was going to send you. Oh god, <laughs> that would be even better. That would be so yeah. cool though. Oh. A map of Scotland, a piece of drawn by art. you with the salad fingers thing. All right, I'm just going to see if I can. Bear in mind, this is very stylized, but it might just work. Can you also put like a little "you are" here, so I know where I, am. <laughs> I know where you are. John. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome to live drawing with John and Tom. <laughs> this is my new Bob Ross segment. <laughs> I'm going to do some happy little trees. I love that people got pissed and angry at the documentary because they found out that he cheated on his wife. And I'm like, sorry, kids. If you, had a, <laughs> if you had a voice like that and someone just melted in front of you. Right. You just, I mean, yeah, I, exactly. I, I set great store by fidelity. But if you looked like Bob Ross and could get laid, looking like one of the hair bear bunch with a paintbrush instead of a penis, <laughs> do it. Do it. Right. So here we go. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can get this. That's fantastic. So that Scotland okay. is quite stylized. Yeah. Yeah, John, yeah, yeah. John, yeah. you are over oh, here, okay, okay. far to the west. Um, Tom, whereabouts in the US are you? I'm more New York. Okay, so I'm like so. New York City. Okay, and uh, John, are you in New Jersey? I'm in New Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Tom and John. Oh, there you go. Nailed it. I Thank was just slightly you. above you, John. Yeah. So basically, you've got Glasgow on the west coast, you've got Edinburgh on the east coast, and then on the little bit that sticks out, Fife, is St. Andrews, which has got maybe 13,000 people in it. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think 13,000. Wow. No, I mean, term time, it's got 35,000 because okay. you've got students and you've got staff and stuff. But okay. basically, you're, you're at least an hour from Edinburgh. Wow. Okay. Uh, they took away the train station in the late 60s. The train used to run across the golf course. It's famous for golf, but I never picked up a stick. Um, stick? Bat? Golf bat while I was there. <laughs> so basically, you, basically it's, it's, an ex, it's an excuse for... for let, let's be honest. 
morbidly obese Americans to dress badly in public. Indeed. That's, I, I, I see, <laughs> I mean, golf is, it's, I, I know some people get fun out of it. Yeah. And it's not, <laughs> I, I got roped into going to a golf club and, uh, I, uh, I sucked so bad that I literally just like, I think I was making other people there angry because I just would kind of just fuck around and like, yeah. hit it as hard as I fucking could. In hey, black direction. people! <laughs> <laughs> well, well done! Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh. it just, it, it just, it, it smacks of, I mean, even though like St. Andrews is a municipal course, it just, there's so much kind of privilege and exclusion. Yeah. I right. just want to know how many people died of heart attacks when Tiger Woods got to be world number one at golf. Oh just the sound of someone's piss boiling in the bladder. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like JFK's dad, Joe Kennedy, massive fan of golf, not a fan of Jews, petitioned to not have <laughs> Jews at his golf club. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. No, it's amazing the monsters we allow and like welcome and then hero worship through time. Oh, God, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's insane to me. We're like, is, if anybody, like, and then you bring it up and people get annoyed at you. It's like, what are you going to say that for? It's like, I don't know. Why do you have to remind us that Michael Jackson, despite having written those great tunes, paid off, paid off a yeah. child's parents? Yeah. Thanks for all the holes. Here, here's Billy Jean. <laughs> you've been hit by. You've been worth? fucked by. A sex criminal. Oh my god. It's weirdly great. cold. Uh, when you go to buy. <laughs> oh god. When you go to buy a Michael Jackson album, it shouldn't it shouldn't have a number for how much it costs. It should have how many children, just little. Yeah. <laughs> little oh little wow! Yeah. Children. If you know. if you were taller than the spaceman, the guy who wrote this album <laughs> would let you ride his own <laughs> private roller coasters. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <is> Casey Kasem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, that no one in the US seems to notice that Casey Kasem had the same shaped head as Quagmire from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. I didn't even realize that. You just said it. <laughs> I, I'm not from here, which is why I have the outsider's view. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I didn't even realize that. Mm. Oh, what, so what was your like first big break then? Uh, you know, going out, like actually felt like, oh, my God, I've made it. First big break. Like as, get, as far as like. Oh, getting thought, getting like, paid for a gig and then they paid, paid for, for a gig, okay. paid for a gig and paid for a hotel as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. OK. You and that like, was. Oh, this is real. I, I th no, I always, I, I know it's just an illusion. Sorry, I'm just going to see. There's a little bit <laughs> left in the land. Just, uh... Then we're on to the butt come. <laughs> I know you guys have been waiting to see my face as I... Tried the butt come? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've tried it many times before. Tried it? Oh. God, if I could get a sponsorship deal, I would. You I'd bathe so, in it. You're so prudish <laughs> over here. You guys are just drinking butt come right from a bottle. When, hang on, you say the Americans are prudish. Yeah, John. There's a thing called the internet. You need to go on the internet. <laughs> yeah, just... but we get, but you guys get to see boobs on TV. We don't. Do we? Yeah, you do. It's not like I think that. What is it? The only you guys. It's not like it's on the news. No. It's... <laughs> bong. Boris Johnson's meet Joe Biden. Bong. Ooh, bit of a. Ooh. 
No, but you guys get to you got like your television pro. Like, there's no like we have a specific channel we have to go to if you might see a tit. But Silky's like, like he doesn't own a TV so... all day long, no matter what time of day. John, there's a thing called the internet, and it's pretty much as far as I understand it, the architecture behind the internet is is sex glued together with cat photos. Yeah, well. <laughs> Some of that's. I mean, that's how I get off. So I don't know. <laughs> if if I find if I find a link, in fact, Tom. Yes. Can you Google uh, a map of the Mull of Kintyre? Map of the Mull of Kintyre. Yes, and it's Mull of. It's not Muller as in Muller Omar. It's. That's where Kintyre. Paul McCartney used to live after he left the Beatles. Mull. M U W L and Kintyre is. Did you see the uh, uh, McCartney uh, Rick uh, Rubin thing that they did on Hulu? Mm, no. It was really amazing. The Rick Rubin interview with him was. Was fantastic. it on a screen? Oh, it, what, but you have the internet. <laughs> I, I do, but the thing is, I try not to use it because so much of my day is admin that I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I mean, this is. I'm making a. I'm making a, a special journey in front of a screen for I you boys because you know you know all of the bones of you so. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't sure whether or not I'd have to wear this as well, so. <sighs> <laughs> oh, it depends. I mean, New Jersey, half and half. Depends on where you are. Between Tom and I, I would say half of the mask. Yes. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. There you go. Yes, like, you're, like you kind of care. Yeah, like really, a kind of hot cyberman. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm fortunate. I'm in the UK. I'm double jabbed. I've got a piece of card which is really hard to forge that says I'm double jabbed. So, oh nice. I mean, wait wait until you see this technology. <laughs> ah, technology. Oh my God, we're in a steamboat. Don't forget your COVID nineteen vaccination. It's now available for free because if you die, you can't pay taxes, can you, fucker? <laughs> I mean, was it was the were the vaccinations free in the US as well? Yeah, they Indeed. were definitely free. I mean, obviously, ivermectin very expensive. They were, they were free because they didn't want any of us to die, but they're not going to give us any cancer treatment for free, so it's fine. That's weird. I feel like it balances out in the end. Yeah, of the yeah, day, right. Yeah. I have uh, I've pulled the map of the Mull of Kintyre. Okay, if you can pop the map of the Mull of Kintyre up. Wow. <laughs> can you put <laughs> Is there any way you can pull back on the map so you can see the whole peninsula the Mull of Kintyre? <laughs> Hold on, let me uh... I I this is the most technical this show's ever gotten and now I'm like Hang on a second. Time to I shine. I can do it. Can do it. <laughs> Tom's, Tom's uh, sat in his gamer's chair, which is probably adjusted maximally for his entire body to be in the flow state of comfort. <laughs> and Ninja Light understanding there going, where the fuck am I looking at maps? <laughs> you know what I love? With your accent and then directives that you're giving, it does feel like we're running a mission. You're like, great. Now, zoom out. Next. Gentlemen, I have a proposition for you. It's called <laughs> the crown jewels caper because <laughs> the thing is in the UK my accent it's it's quite measured but it's painfully northern it's not very strong as Liverpool accents go you, you hear a fucking strong Liverpool accent you think fucking hell I need some sub subtitles under that because what the fuck's he going on now with the prick <laughs> calling people lid you fucking knobhead smell your ma <laughs> but to uh, I'm assuming to a to an American audience because it's a British accent and it, you're not quite sure whereabouts it's from. If I just put a little more 
enunciation to it and a few longer words in then it's like oh okay we'll let him fly the plane <laughs> <laughs> yes that's right i like to eat live rats and thumb pine cones down the eye of my penis but in this measured tone of voice <laughs> despite the fact i appear to be hammering a pork bollard up my anus with the heel of my hand do you mind if i have a go on flying your plane <laughs> I simply knocked on the cockpit door and the trap let me in. Good day to you. I have pulled it back a oh. little bit on the mat. All right, we got it. Here we go. Okay. Oh, my God. Right. Mm. <laughs> okay. So I need you to pull back even further on the Mull of Kintyre. A little further? <laughs> <laughs> I love the way that John is painfully hallucinating. In, I mean... The, the, that the focus stays on him when hang on john you've moved rooms the last time we did a gig together you were you had a pelmet i <laughs> i did yeah oh yeah, my god there's some, up for you. there's some sponsorship dollar coming into dystopia tonight now oh i yeah it's fucking cum beer or whatever the hell it's called i butchered the name of the oh, beer now cum beer, yeah <laughs> it's whatever that is cum beer is the current australian president it's fucking Prime Minister Cambier, and I'll tell you another thing, you fucking prick. You can fucking, you can die. I've got to fucking die. <laughs> and and that's uh, we've insulted our Australian listeners now. No, I'm I'm sure that there are Australian listeners who don't agree with their country's leadership, much in the same way that there are countries all over the world who don't like agree with their leadership. I mean, congratulations on your new one, who seems remarkably inoffensive. Yeah, he whispers a lot. That's basically it. Like uh, you're, you're listening to the Ovaltini's Hour with <laughs> President Joe. I mean, like like that really nice, cool black fellow we had two before. Yeah. I'm in charge of a fleet of robot assassins who patrol <laughs> the skies 24-7, sleep so very well. But at least I don't look like some sort of what's-it with an erection, some sort of cheese <laughs> snack. He's, he's always speaking as if, remember when you were young and like somebody, like a grandparent or anybody around that age range had had enough of your shit? And then yeah. you'd just be like, all right, that's enough. It's <laughs> what are you doing? Your parents aren't here. You can just run. And you're just like, oh, he's pissed. He's really fucking pissed. I, I, got, I got stabbed by my grandma. <laughs> so that that voice just it, yeah it's yeah uh, uh. dabbed like accidentally no she i think she thought i was going to get out of the way and i didn't expect uh, her to jump forward as fast as she did she was a quick grandma she was oh yeah she was she was lithe she was agile and she <laughs> made me break my piggy bank for a taxi to the hospital oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> all right Ju map oh. of kintyre full shot let's do it Right, that is the Mull of Kintyre. There, oh. was a, there was a ruling that on British television you can show a penis as long as it is no more erect than the Mull of Kintyre. Wow. So you can show as much dick as you want as long as it's My more God. flaccid than this. Yeah. That is fucking hilarious. Man, I thought Florida looked like a dick. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> So remember, visit Scotland. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh. Uh, what was it? When, when did you first come to the U.S. when you were doing touring and stuff like that? Uh, 2005? Nice. Maybe. And how'd you wind up doing that? I, I came over for a mate's wedding. A friend of mine was getting oh. married in uh, Maryland, Chesapeake Bay. So uh gang of us came over. Uh, he was marrying, uh, this is a guy I'd been at uni with, and he was marrying a lovely American girl. Uh, I think he's, is he, he's in Syracuse now. Hello, Jess. Oh, wow. Um Yeah. So, yeah, while it was over, I just thought, well, I'm just going to phone around. And that was, was that, that was where I first met Rick Adonna, wasn't it? I think that's what, yeah, that's what we established. It was at Stand Up New York. You said that he'd booked you there, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the BET showcase. And I had no idea what the BET showcase was. Okay. I was just phoning around saying, I'm a, my name's Silky. I'm a comedian from the UK. I'm just in the US looking for gigs. And this voice went, Silky. And I went, yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay. So I, I kind of got the date, got the address details for the venue, rocked up. And aside from a Korean couple on the front table, I was the, significantly the palest there oh. by by a lot of colour swatches. And it, it was a beautiful audience because that's where I got my opening line. In all fairness, you're not what I was expecting either. But I had I had no idea because we, it's it's not a UK thing. We don't get BET. I had no idea that black entertainment television existed, let alone that this was a BET showcase that I'd been invited to play because... <laughs> the guy, the the bounce on the door when I went up, oh yeah, and it was just like, <laughs> just I mean, it was professional and sufficiently friendly, but right. obviously it's New York, it's a street mm. of an evening, and if I walk up to you from a distance, I'd probably look a bit white supremacist. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, because I've met white people, but I walked up to this guy, and he's a kind of hefty professional unit, and I went, mm. oh yeah, and his look was kind of the. Fuck have they sent us now? And I went, I'm one of the comedians on the bill tonight. And he went, mm. <laughs> no, no. My, my, my name's Silky. I'm from the UK. I phoned and spoke to this this guy. And he just kind of went, you need someone at the door. <laughs> Probably <laughs> they thought kind you were of, there to shut the place down. <laughs> yes, uh, I think you'll find environmental health. Someone's found uh, uh, some DNA in one of your burgers and they've traced the paternity back to the chef. <laughs> that is a very special sort. Yeah, so it was. It was really, really good fun. But I, it's 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 a very different scene, the New York scene to the UK scene, because there's that kind of drive. There's kind of serving drinks all the way through the show, the fast shows, the turnover, then the next show in. Whereas, like the the gigs I run, I've got. If you've got a room, we've got 130 people in. They get in kind of half past seven, quarter to eight. The show starts at eight, and the show finishes with after two intervals. The show finishes kind of half ten, quarter to eleven, and it's like a kind of night out. And as compa, you you're being funny as well, rather than just going, "There's another guy, there's another guy," with a DJ <laughs> as well. Right. So it it was it's a it's there's lots of subtle differences, but in the UK, I've known gigs where the compa can make or break it. I've known gigs where the entire bill has been in one car, stuck behind a massive accident on a motorway somewhere. So the compo's like, okay, it looks like I'm doing the show myself. Right, right. And those are the gigs where you really learn. Um, do, you, do you feel close? Because you've dabbled, obviously, in both worlds. Do you feel closer to musicians or comedians when you're on the road, when you're on tour? Do you feel more artistically inclined towards one than the other? Um, 
Whichever one buys me drinks, I suppose. <laughs> That's a good question, too, because who's friendlier? <clears throat> there are some people that you wouldn't expect to be friendly who, in your corner, they'll have, in a corner, they'll have your back. And some people that are really kind of cheerful and, hey, hey, and you see them. You'd see them at a kind of service station somewhere in the middle of the night and they'd just be like, Will you die on th- I could <laughs> I could will you to a cornfield, you fuck. That's great. Melt. Melt. <laughs> from oh, the fr- from the noise of Tom's mouse, he's still just clicking on maps of Scotland now, and you're going, There's gotta be one that looks like a vagina somewhere. I'm trying to see where to put it. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Space for this somewhere. <laughs> oh, where do I park oh. this? <laughs> where do I park this? Oh, will you look at this mull of Kintyre? <laughs> once, once this is truly engorged with blood, Kintyre <laughs> <laughs> is never going to leave my vocabulary now. For that, that's how I'm going to refer to it from now on. Now you're going to oh. see, seem so much more cultured, John. When you're like, you want to see my mull of Kintyre? <laughs> this is a, oh god this is i can i can see scots americans all over just turning just going i'm going to have to write a letter to poveromo get your own fucking culture <laughs> jesus it's, it's cultural appropriation <laughs> tending towards sean connery going no it's fine because i'm italian as well <laughs> <laughs> It's the Italian side, I think, they used to beat his wife. So that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, strange, that. I don't know why I took a swipe at him. He's dead. <laughs> There's no real reason to do that. Well, well it's it. not like I'm going to come back at you, you mountebank. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Oh, that's fucking great. So what, mm. when are you coming back here? Are you coming back here anytime soon? I, do you know? I've no idea. I've no idea. I'd love to. I know but things is... are weird between the two, right? Like you're ne- you're technically you can travel here, but it's like a fucking hassle, basically. It, it lights up. I think it turns oh, it into if they're vaccinated. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm double jabbed and everything. It's it, the thing is, it's going to be, it's going to be a little while, and then it's what I come over for because the promoters who were new when I was gigging around, yeah. The, I don't know who's current. I don't know what's current. I don't know how the circuit works over that. And also the distances are so big. It's like if it was to come over, how yeah. would I put on like a solo show? And what venues would I put on a solo show? And I'm an unknown quantity, so it's not like right. I've got TV. I've not got profile. Yeah. I mean, people might be curious, but in, the, in, in 2021, I don't want people to be curious to meet a straight, white, middle-class, middle-aged bloke Right. <laughs> I mean, there's so much more that you could go out and find that just doesn't look like a haunted toe. <laughs> so if I make you laugh, that's good. I'm happy. But if I were to gig in the States, it'd have to be off the back of something that I haven't conceived of yet. We'll put something together. We'll get everybody together and do a huge thing and have you come out for it. That'd be fantastic. That would be that... fun. It'd be fun to do a different comedian from each like country or... yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be. That'd be a yeah. Tour. yeah. I mean, I can't pretend that I'm representative of the United Kingdom because uh, I'm. Right. I mean, Scotland. Scott, is it would where you're at now? What would you call yourself a representative of? Uh, m- me and probably not even the best advocate for that. 
<laughs> I just I really enjoy making people laugh and the people in the room are who I play to I can bring you know kind of 27 years experience on the comedy circuit but I'd far rather do something that's fresh just in the room for those people there yeah and make sure that it's special because that way you can't fake that you can't forge it yeah just live by my wits you you did the uh i mean i've seen you countless amounts of times like come up with a song on the fly on the spot and you did one i'll just take an example there you go on the fly on the spot on the fly where on the fly on the spot we're working with everything currently we've got tom's there Tom's there, searching maps of the Mull of Kintyre. So we're on the fly, on the spot. Tom thinks the west of Scotland's hot. It's exploring parts of Tom he didn't know he had before. And if Tom got drunk, Tom got drunk, and the west of Scotland found Tom lying on the floor, he would be receiving the... Mall of Kintyre, or mist rolling in from the sea, up the arse, it's always a pleasure to introduce you to geography. Oh just, just on the fly, on the spot, everything is the beginning of something else. Yeah. What? I, want, I I got to know the the when did you realize you could fucking do that and put that together because I I I find that so unique. I mean, a lot of people think they can do that kind of shit on, but they kind of like train their brain to do it. You know, like usually when you see a comic go, I do improv. It's like improv, like you know, maybe one at one point in his career, you know, yeah. he puts together two words, <coughs> he just gets the audience to say the same shit. But I've seen you do it like that, exactly like that. I don't know how many times on this show or on an, well, this first time you're on this one, but like on the network or whatever. And, uh, it's incredible. And how did you train your brain that way? Or is it something that's natural? Like if I'm, I'm fortunate in that I've got a kind of musical thing so I can see a kind of musical structure and and it doesn't have to be a symphony. It can be reasonably simple. And as long as I've got a melody and something going on underneath it, I can just roll with that and keep that simple enough that, I can think over the top of it. Mm. So it's like if I'm looking, what I can see, I can see Tom's background in sharp focus, and it's like he's got a wall with a map on, and if he mm. squints, he can see Mull of Kintyre, but if he squints too hard, it looks like the Mull of Kintyre's just come in his eye. And then there's like a chessboard, <laughs> a chessboard with blue squares and photos, so he's like kind of, he's a Bond villain, he's got this map of the world with all the <laughs> shipping routes and where the... Where the current <laughs> nuclear weapons are and then he's kind of playing chess so perhaps he's sliding the photos on it's the stuff that you notice like in the background john's deliberately fuzzed everything off because his house is on a witness relocation scheme <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it would look weird if it was pixelated and then i'm thinking oh well obviously that's what tom's done with his house his house has been pixelated because his house is either on witness relocation or his house is yeah it hasn't given permission to be filmed so right. you're just playing with that. But the thing is, you're yeah. playing with that while you've got a guitar in your hands. And it's it's just going, okay, let's compare those two. And I'll say, okay, we're going to take a chord. Two houses, which is making me think, where else are two houses? Romeo and Juliet. Two houses, both alike in stature. John's Italian and Tom's from 
Margaret Thatcher, he's a big fan of shutting down coal mines and international shipping. <laughs> John's got fantastic hair, but he's bald under there. His hair is mainly nylon, and he's gonna have a pile on rain. He blares out his house, so you can't see that he's got wigs on every horizontal surface, but Tom's a hairy man. This house has been pixelated because Tom's lovely house did not give consent to be filmed. <laughs> For dystopia tonight, dystopia tonight, you think I'm singing shite, but there's a factual basis for everything I do. Everything I do, and he's drunk, puts his right hand to his face. We see his lovely, bright pink Crayola marker that he writes with. Because in the fine Italian macho tradition, he's gayer than he could possibly tell no She'd be so disappointed, she'd pray for him, but it would do no good because John's a pink pen user. He's a sweet, nothing pink pen user. I'm a being homophobic. No, I'm not frightened of my home. John is, which is why his home is home alone, and it's bled out, bled out, bled out, bled out. Yeah, yeah. So the song fades out in the blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my face hurts. Yeah, me too. That was great. Jesus. So it's like a kind of stream of consciousness. Thank you for the compliment as well. I should yeah, learn to take fantastic. those. That was amazing. But you just, um, it's been playful. It's well, like live playfulness. Yeah, it's yeah. it's phenomenal I, lo- I love every time you do something like that and I, plus every time you do it people are like glued to it everybody you mesmerized i don't know how many comics sitting in these boxes when you go off it's amazing indeed we Thank don't you. like to shut up so i mean <laughs> anytime you get us to do it bravo um, <laughs> that's the power i have big, <laughs> i have to ask you the big two questions that we ask every guest that's on okay you're coming to that point um so if you I could go back in time, give yourself a piece of advice, your younger self a piece of advice that would help you out today, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very good question. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you kind of choose the direction of my answer. When you say help me out today, mm. how do you want it to help me out today? Do you want it to help me out kind of forewarned is forearmed? Do you want to help me out in terms of a career oh, progression? Not, it, it could just be life advice, not necessarily your career. It's whatever something that you feel you could have told yourself to be like, hey, this could be a little easier, beneficial for us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you know, I genuinely think I'm the luckiest man alive. Um, I'm not financially, I'm not rich, but I'm wealthy in nice. the I don't want for a great deal it's great the majority of complaints i have i've, I've got no complaints that are my fault really mm-hmm. um i think i get to deal with pretty much exclusively people i choose to be in the company of right, so that's it's, <laughs> no it's, yeah. you, you get you get one wild and beautiful life and the choices the choices you make will influence the rest of it 
Oh, so I love that. Find what nourishes you and move towards it. Don't hurt anyone else on the way. And if other people are nourished by the same thing, it's it's not a finite resource. You can have a scarcity mentality. But, I mean, the thing is, John, you're a stand-up. I'm a stand-up. We're not fighting for the same single laugh out right. of this show. Mm, yeah. The more laughter there is, the more laughter there is. And I believe that abundance mentality is really a useful way of looking at the world. Because someone might want to come along and go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take all of that for me. It's like, fair enough, but we'll know you by your fancy car. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll know you are a selfish prick by the personalised number plate on your fancy car. But the, the people with the abundance mentality don't tend to have the personalised number plates and don't tend to have the fancy cars because they know that is just a status symbol that can be taken yeah. away from you. Whereas... Mark Twain said, when you need a friend, it's too late to make one. Oh, wow. That's great. And I love that. I never heard him say it. That's great. Yeah. It's... I liked... Oh, 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 my friend Nicole's watching. That's so sweet. Thank you, um, I liked that you. I, I like the idea that you said we're not fighting over the same laugh or in, in the show because I feel like the, if the show is the world, that makes so yeah. much more sense as two humans trying to be like, hey, we're all just trying to get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, neither of us would be here if it wasn't for Tom working tirelessly in the background. Tom to make... in the way. See how fast he fucking winked? <laughs> like he knew you were gonna. He was like ready for it. He's like, that's right, baby. And this, this is this is where I pull up the backdrop, and it's actually I'm in Tom's house. <laughs> <laughs> I do love your black background, like you're in a void. Like it oh. does seem like you've just stepped out of a portal every time I talk to you. Listen, I can I can show you the I can show you the dark. I don't want to know what I don't want to know what it is. I don't want to know. I want it to okay. be dark. What about the mystery? Uh, I have one more question for you. What had to end in your life for you to get where you are now? Oh wow, it's um, another deep question. And it could be positive or ne- it doesn't have to be yeah, like yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. negative thing ending, but. Um, for me to be where I am now, mm-hmm. I think I've made this. I appreciate that this dead air is. <laughs> it's, it's not what you need. It, it's it's building suspense. I feel it like is, it, I, I can edit it in post so that it makes it look like you're. I was leaning in. First guest to sing his answer. <laughs> uh, don't feel you're anything. We're just specks of meat on a slightly warm, damp pebble in an unimaginably vast universe that's only slightly above absolute zero. And it doesn't give a fuck. It will never know you were here. So, just be nice. Don't be a cunt. I think that word's probably too much for even a podcast. <laughs> can we can we can we drop the cunt bomb? Yeah, we can, we yeah. can stop saying cunt if you want. Just keep saying it. No, I mean I'm not gonna keep saying it, just in case there are any young listeners. We are live, aren't we? It's alright, yeah, Nicole yeah. doesn't mind. Do you nifty? Yeah, Nicole Nicole might not. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, Nicole's probably got That's... sensitive ears. Yeah, it's okay. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Sorry. I'm, 
I'm very, very sorry that I swore, but there are worse things in the world than swearing. It's just a syllable. Yeah. I mean, just imagine I was saying countryside, but didn't finish the word. <laughs> <laughs> just... Uh, you can paint yourself into a corner by not being <laughs> nice. My naive ears. <laughs> I just don't have naive ears. <laughs> just... If you've been nice to someone and they take advantage, then okay, you know that they are the sort of person who takes advantage of nice people. But if you've been nasty to someone, then you're not getting a representative response from them. Because you've been nasty to them, so it can't hurt to be nice. Give it a go. Um, and also, be dead good at martial arts and have the largest standing military in the world. I mean, that works for China. Uh, they're, you know, pretty popular because people aren't, you know, telling them off. Go, what are you doing to all your Uyghur Muslims? <laughs> oh, we don't know, but isn't it weird how short our organ transplantation lists are? <laughs> um, but if you put it all in a nice song, then they probably won't understand. Because they can't listen to everyone everywhere all the time. Because that's what the American-led Echelon program does instead. <laughs> Death to the West. Death to the West. Pavlovo's hairy. I don't think he's Italian. His Syrian name is Ribiata. So just be kind, because your prison guard might be a fan of the podcast you used to do when you were at liberty. <laughs> Until your career ended because he made the career decision. Fucking booking me. <laughs> what a cunt, what a cunt. What a countryside we have. What a hairy Mongolian clusterfuck. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that one in the edit. <laughs> Dude, thank you so, so fucking much for coming on, man. That was amazing. Oh, it's a proper pleasure. It's a proper yeah. pleasure. So I'm basically, we're just going to gonna, we're gonna switch off the feed and just stay drinking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Go. Yeah. For everybody I mean, else can just wonder what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let everybody know. I'm going to put up this link to coffee because oh, yeah. Silky can't be found on YouTube, but you can buy some of his art. Tell us a little bit more about that, too, because I'm new to coffee. Oh, okay. It's... um. Uh, if I were organized, uh, you'd be able to subscribe, and I do kind of monthly or weekly or daily content. Um, okay. But that is, it is, I've got some shit for sale that I've no idea how I'm going to send around the world, what with Brexit and all that. But these pictures on either side, um, if you're watching the video feed, um, I've got some posters that were uh, actually made, they're not printed off uh, on a computer, they're made on a Wharfdale press, which is a oh, wow. <laughs> great big wow. steam driven piece of machinery the the font blocks the lettering is actual movable hot type movable lead type and it wow. it takes about two tons of pressure so it feels like they're embossed and the font blocks are 150 years old and wow yeah. lovely things actual things even the blind can enjoy my posters <laughs> <laughs> they're a gift uh, a feast for every sense they smell nice they're on lovely paper uh, oh, is that I, your I'm not sure they taste like. Coming in? Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I, I need to ask 
John, can you just show me the vessel you're drinking of? <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a large soda from Panera Bread. It's a, you know, basically a. It's basically, it's basically six dollars worth of rain with. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 litter full of sugary rain. This is my uh, comedian's drug of choice. It's just so sugar water. <laughs> Sweet. Do, do you have a sneeze and your teeth just blow out in shards? <laughs> you know you. <laughs> It's just going to stick on the inside of you. So, you would think so. You you would absolutely think so. I got to stop doing. I got to stop drinking this shit. Uh, it's my one real vice is soda. If I don't, if I if I, I have, wait, 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 wait. Uh -oh. No, we know each other well enough to know that's not true. Your one real vice is in sugary drinks. It's <laughs> it's killing peasants from a helicopter with a high powered <laughs> machine gun. <laughs> Every year, John goes to southern Italy, where life is cheap. <laughs> he borrows a friend of his grandmother's helicopter, mm -hmm. and he just it, basically, if he sees a herd of goats, he knows that there's going to be a goat herd somewhere, <laughs> maybe yeah. high on a, a high on a hill, a yeah. lonely goat herd. Look, some, <laughs> white, some white people golf, as we established earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry we don't have a black champion in that sport yet, but... Uh, give it time. I mean, Idi Amin was doing a fine job. Tom, what's your hobby? We what's almost your had OJ. OJ. OJ was up there for a bit, and then he kind yeah. of cooled off, you know, so... Yeah. He was, he was very good at it. He wasn't that multiple, though, was he? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> by, by my... Yeah, by my reckoning, if you've been in more naked gun films than you've killed people, <laughs> you know... And you say you don't get the telly out there. <laughs> oh, it's uh, no! I saw Naked Gun at the cinema originally uh, because I'm incredibly elderly. Do excuse me. I think that's the first rays of dawn. I have to just collapse into a pile of smoking ash. Goodbye. <laughs> and like that, he was gone into the into the Hoover bag. I've just realised I've got a Swiss Army knife here with a bottle opener on. So if I do this, if I do that, that was a particularly good one. Yeah, that was great. It was a particularly good one. And I also want to mention Mike, where you can get Mike. I'm oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. My friend Emma, Emma Crossland, made uh, crocheted Mike for me. Um, so uh, I have uh, sent a link to her Twitter. Uh, she doesn't make them commercially, but if you ask her nicely, she might do. Um, but at the moment, uh, I need to thank Emma, uh, <laughs> Captain Twitchy, <laughs> on Twitter for making Mike because I've done lots and lots and lots and lots of online gigs over the past nearly two years now, and everyone asks about Mike, and no one really wants to know about me, which is... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emma. We're just gonna, we're just gonna like Photoshop Mike over you, and it's gonna look like he's the one that's been talking this whole time. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. I, I think John's want... gonna contact her and ask if uh, she can make one for his Mull of Kintyre. <laughs> well, basically, you just take Mike, you turn it upside down, and you use a different wool. <laughs> Instead of purple for the shaft and grey for the tip. I mean, oh, I, I don't know. I don't mind grey for the tip. That's fine. I'll be, I'll be Mull of Kintyre the grey. So, the two bands we're going to form up today's show are Kids at Funeral and John's Grey Tip. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Jesus fucking Christ. So, oh, yeah, I've got, I've, got, I've got shit for said on the, on the Kofi, which is on there. Kofi.co-fee.com slash silky. But, yeah, it's, I mean... And what's your... Do you want to plug your next show coming up? 
Um, my next show, I'm doing a music gig in Manchester tomorrow night. Nice. Oh, uh, sweet. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, I don't know. Off. No, what I'd say is if you've got, if you've got money to buy stuff on the internet, then uh, go to, if you're in the UK, go to the Trussell Trust. If you're in the US, find a charity near you or just find a homeless person near you, give them money to them. All right. Because you can make, if you've got money in your pocket at the moment, if you've got coin in your pocket, then you're in the top 2% economically in the world. So use your use your change to make a profound difference to someone's life instead of meaning a comedian can buy more hilariously named beer on the other side of the world. <laughs> I mean, I, find me find me on the socials and follow me and, and yeah. all that. I'll, yeah, see what free stuff I do put out there. But <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to get to that side of the pond so I can see you in person, Silky. Yeah, I mean, I'm me incredibly way. tall. I'm terrifying. I'm about eight foot. The, the two of you, though, I mean, I'm going to be like, you're going to look like your two dads and I'm your delinquent child if we ever, if we ever hang out together. Oh, hang on. How old are you, John? I'm 36. So, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, you didn't. Sorry, I, it's, <clears throat> hang on. No, no, it's all right. We'll, we'll edit that out. We'll do it again. Oh, 36. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's entirely plausible. <laughs> Fuck. The hell are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> this is some sort of bread product. <laughs> it's sugary water from a bread company. Oh, what, what do they add to the bread? Well, yeast. Oh, okay, so basically you can have a yeast drink. <laughs> so every morning, John shaves completely, and then he drinks 19 pints of yeast and just the hair fountains yeah. off him. I've got the, the Santa Claus syndrome where I wake up every day looking in the mirror like Tim Allen, and then it just grows. Wow, yeah. Santa Claus syndrome. Yeah. I mean, there's that's a song title, but it's going to be really gloomy, isn't it? <laughs> I'll kick. I'll wait. Let's do it. Oh God. Oh Christ. Here we go. Run. The doctor said, John, I need you to sit down. I know that this advice comes at considerable cost because you're American and you don't have free health care but it's <laughs> Santa Claus syndrome I got a second opinion it's Santa Claus syndrome and John said oh no oh, what does that mean the doctor said well you'll come down chimneys You'll come down chimneys You won't be able to stop coming down chimneys And John said, is, is that all? That doesn't sound so bad <laughs> And the doctor said Only one day a year uh, only one day a year So your nuts will fill up Like a space opera You'll wish you hadn't Thrown away those massive cups Your plebs will swell Your plebs will be massive Like Santa's sack But when you come Down the chimney You'll fire off into the sky On a potent pole of jizz built up the other 364 days and when you do your nuts will shrivel 
to some dried raisins left behind And every child in America will know That's him, that's the fucking wrong I saw on the roof, I saw on the roof He was making a kind of ho 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 noise <laughs> were very shiny he had lovely glinting baubles I'll never forget I'll never forget it is what it is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic man thank you it's well, it's nearly 7am here so I might as well just get up for work <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, I know. I feel like I kept you so late. No, it's fine. I'm, I mean, I'm the I'm the minister for the interior, so I'm just going to drive down to London, <laughs> dispense wisdom in an authoritative sounding voice. <laughs> if the Queen dies today, we're going to know it was you <laughs> on oh. your watch. Do you know? I did. Oh. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did a joke on an online gig where basically I got a ten pound note. And obviously the Queen's head is on all the money over here. And I got a tempo note and drew a little teardrop on it. <laughs> and said, oh, they've, they've released the new, the new uh, official currency in the wake of the death of Prince Philip. And <laughs> the Queen with a single tear said, oh, no, no, this, this is just a draft. This is because the, the Queen used to run with a Mexican drug gang in prison and she saw a murder. So that's a gang. These, these were designed before. That's so great. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, listen, thank you so, so much for coming on. Uh, it's been a real again. pleasure. It's been thank a real you, pleasure. Thank you. And uh, I will not keep you up this late again. That's, um, I've, I've got a thirst on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Um, Tom, you want to take us out? Yeah, man. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us. And if you missed any of this interview, you want to check us out on John Poveromo Dystopia Tonight on YouTube. You can catch the full video so you can see the actual map of the Mull of Kintyre. <laughs> oh, Google it yourself. Or just look for search for Veiny Bang Stick. <laughs> pork, pork Bollard UK. That's actually my stage name, but <laughs> John Poverin, the, the pork bollard. <laughs> oh my! It's the beef divide. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you can find this on anywhere where you listen to podcasts, including Apple, Spotify, or any podcast platform. Make sure you give us that five star rating. Move us up so we can have more incredible guests, not only from the U.S but from across the pond in the UK and all yes. over. Thank you so much, Silky, for your incredible talent in joining us tonight. Thank you, Candy. I will say, if you listen to this and you don't give these boys a five-star review, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I will come and endlessly improvise songs at you. <laughs> a five-star review. I love it. Or else, you <laughs> fucking toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to end every show with that now. <laughs> gonna be, gonna be away. <laughs> that clip is going on at the end of every show. If you don't give me a five star review, I'm going to climb inside your dreams and fuck your eyes out your head from the inside. <laughs> My name's Prince Andrew. You don't fucking serve me, you toilet. I'll serve you. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> <laughs>
What's great about that threat is that the little Mike guy is just smiling like your psychotic accomplice. I love it. You got a problem, Mikey? Didn't fucking think so. I'll cut you. <laughs> and oh, just man. end it there. Thanks so much. Have a good, good night, night Peace. Go with- <laughs> Utopia tonight.